Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired. Kairos. Shazanga. And we're back. Shots fired with three musketeers. We're without G this week, but it's a pleasure to uh, be in the building. Well, my own building. Socially distanced if you're in the UK. Six people from Monday. <laughs> oh, man. It's ridiculous. Evening, gents. Evening. And and how are you both? Uh, I'm well, you know. Like, um, uh, um, as well as one could be, you know, just... Uh, I'm on holiday currently in Aberdeen, currently in get out country, if you know what I mean. But funny, yeah. <laughs> <That is> funny. <laughs> wow. But I'm good, I'm good. Now, in, in, in get out country, are you the chap with the circular hat? Or are you my man, my man who was just firming it in, in, the, in the sunken zone there? I'm, I'm the, the gentleman in the sunken place. I'm not the brother who's, uh, who's in there. Who's in, <laughs> with the hat, I'm not him. Oh wow, wow! But you know something? Right now, I'm kind of like uh, I, if I fall asleep during this oh, no. this uh, this episode of Shots Fired, you guys have to shout loudly and wake me up because right now I've just come back from a Brazilian spot where it's all that you can eat, and man, mm. I'm stuffed. I'm more stuffed than Leon Edwards and the never-ending offer of a title shot that's denied. Oh, I'm more man. stuffed than Leon right now. How about yourself though, Carlos? How are you feeling? Today is fucking terrible. Listen, let me tell you why. You asked me off air what? earlier and I tried to be very positive. I'm like, oh, I'm going great. But then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to let y'all know. This shit is unbelievable, okay? I buy so mm. I've been grinding. I've been grinding, working hard during this time, you know, doing my job. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to put together some great equipment. When I return back to YouTube, my video making stuff, I'm going to be great. I buy this 6K resolution camera. I buy this laptop that's crazy expensive to help edit the footage because you can't have some rinky dink laptop doing this. I buy accessories to help this camera work to its maximum capacity. You know, I'm like mm. deep in the hole. I drop almost $6,000 with all this stuff. Like, it's crazy how expensive wow. this stuff gets, okay? Wow. And lo and behold, I'm like, all right, let's, let me. Let me start getting better because I started learning the camera, learning how to edit. And I'm like, all right, let me record something now. I got some great plan. I try and record something, format in there. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So I'm like, okay, great. I format the memory card, search on Reddit. People have that issues. Great. Risk run, troubleshoot it complete. Do it again. Doesn't work. Mind you, this isn't the what? first problem with the camera. I've had issues with updating the camera software for weeks. I called them in. They're like, oh, buy a new cord. I bought a new cord. That didn't work. Oh, do this. Didn't do that. They sent me another link. Didn't do that. So I have had history with this product for weeks now. And I'm just like, you know what? Now I see why people go postal and do stupid stuff. I'm about to do something crazy if this doesn't finish. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a plane and go to their headquarters with this equipment. If this doesn't change, I'm not playing. Like I have the money to do it now. I am not playing. If this does not fix itself in a week, oh, I'm gonna go nuts. Name and shame. What's the product so that we can all avoid it? Black Magic Design. 
Oh, you are joking. No. That's like top of the range. We're talking top shelf. I bought a Black Magic 6K. What? Yes. Oh, man. That's. I, I, I'm flabbergasted, stunned. We're talking industry standards. Yes. <laughs> Black Magic. That's, yes. That's why I bought it. <laughs> oh, my God. And you yeah. know I'm how intrigued. expensive I, this I, is. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to kind of like. Maybe I, yeah, maybe I will go down this rabbit hole now. You're operating on YouTube, but you're using Christopher Nolan's camera. Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> because I want to separate myself from everybody else. I like, I and I want to do more than just YouTube, obviously. I want to interview people. I want to do stuff like that. So I just want to be able to have yeah. a very diverse. For like, TV, obviously. Yes. No, like seriously. Yes. But like. Okay. <sighs> it's frustrating. And it's, I feel like it's just, I have a faulty camera. I, at the end of the day, I think it's just the camera just needs to be swapped or something. I'm not trying to shame their products because they do great stuff. Yeah. Oh my it, God. It I'm is just top shelf. I've just Googled it and uh, for, is it the Pocket Cinema 6K camera you've got? Yes, Kyrus? sir. <laughs> that, Mike, to put that into perspective, that costs 2,000 pounds, excluding That's VAT. What, that's what I'm saying, Christopher oh Nolan lenses. That's not the lenses, not the, and it doesn't work out of box. You have to buy like ten things to so it, it actually works. It is a cinema camera, mm. like in every yeah. sense of the word. Yeah, it is. Yo, that's that puts my uh, I, I my, feel for you. That puts my little iPhone at the media days to shame. <laughs> You're good though. It's, it's, it's good for what you do with. Yeah. But you know what? Big up to iPhone. Sorry, sorry to to cut you there, Kairos, but. What iPhone are doing now with their cameras and mm -hmm. with their lenses is absolutely phenomenal. Like, you know, Chisanga just alluded to there, this is what I use at Media Days. Now, I've got a three, no, sorry, four grand camera. It's a Sony NX, and it's an NX5. Now, mm -hmm. that's what you do, or that's what you use on film shoots. I put that away. I'm using my, I'm using my iPhone XR on shoots these days. All I'm doing now um, is just rocking up and just putting that on a tripod. It is amazing, 4K. I mean, yep. we're talking like high res. Oh yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect for, for especially the product that we want to put out very quickly to everybody like YouTube and it's, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's absolutely perfect. I mean, and I think a new iPhone's coming out soon or has one recently just come out? I, I can't remember, but I mean- It's gotta be coming out. Yeah, it's gotta be coming soon. out soon, so. I mean, September is usually when they, they rock out an, an, a new version of the iPhone. So, yeah, we're due to get our pockets rinsed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that <then. laughs> 100%. I might have to and switch back to, see, to my you phone. Know, you, I don't know about you. You know we will be in hook, line, and sinker because I've got the iPad. I've got the iPhone. I've got the MacBook Pro. I'm all in. I'm balls mm -hmm. deep in, <laughs> in, uh, in the Mac family. Seriously. They, they've got me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I was even contemplating buying an iWatch. Seriously, I was as well. Like in particular for like uh, for, for fitness stuff. But then I just thought to myself, why don't I just buy like a heart rate monitor strap that I wrap strap around my uh, my torso? And yeah, yeah, I've I saved myself like another direct debit of thirty or forty pounds a month coming out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So Ooh. yep. Anyway, so, Kairos, I have to say my heart bleeds for you because I, I know what you're going through. I know the frustrations and especially having invested in something so big and so powerful and, you know, for it not to perform, you know, it's like, you know. It'll still be under warranty, right? I'm yes. assuming. Hey? Yes, it's going to be under warranty. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. 
yeah, he rock up there with the equipment and he doesn't perform. It reminds me of my first date. But anyway, <laughs> as we're not actually getting paid You're soft, by bro. any You're of these. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen to me all the time. <laughs> Just occasionally. Just a, hey. Once every 10 years. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> Why so quiet, Kairos? Anyway. <laughs> I got nothing to say. Now, speaking of hard and going hard, you know what has basically given MMA Twitter a boner? And that is Nick Diaz looking like, you know, looking shredded, looking as though he's ready to come back. Now, let's just rewind ever so slightly. The last time we saw Nick Diaz properly on camera, things weren't looking so bright. Things weren't looking so rosy. Things weren't looking so shredded for him. He was looking almost like a a former shell of himself. And for me, looking at him and never interviewing him, it looked and sounded like the traits of a man who was in, in, in an environment that he's not comfortable with, i.e. in front of the camera. He strikes me as a very, very shy, retiring man away from the cage, away from conflict, away from clashes. Put him in an environment which he's not comfortable with, and that, I felt, is what manifested itself on screen. Someone who was stuttering, someone who was stumbling over his words, mm-hmm. someone who was clearly uncomfortable because that isn't his environment that he thrives. Now, fast forward to this recent footage that we've seen, and he does look incredible. Now, albeit that this was just a snippet, and albeit that, you know, there wasn't really much dialogue to go along with that, but he is clearly a man who was thriving. He was clearly a man who was surviving. He was clearly a man who was quite comfortable in his own skin in an environment which he actually wants to return to by the looks of things. Now, we've already seen um, Kamzat Chimaev chime in to say, yeah, he'll take (laughs) both him and his brother in one night, in one city. We've already had Conor McGregor, excuse me, chime in to say, yes, please, two slices. Now, my question to you, and, you know, this is what I'm bringing to the table this week, the fact that it's looking very likely that Nick Diaz is in very, very good shape. Whilst it's not confirmed that he's coming back, it's looking very likely that we might be seeing the likely return of Nick Diaz. Now, my question to you is this. Given what I've actually set up, the environment, the platform that we saw him on previously where he looked uncomfortable, looked vulnerable and looked way out of his comfort zone. Given that his environment is conflict, is chaos, is clashes, are we welcoming Nick Diaz back to the cage? Like the many on MMA Twitter who, like I said to start with, the dick is well hard for this man. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I mean, we all saw the interview with uh, yeah, it was with Ariel Hawani with ESPN. I think was it January or it came out or January or February? I, I can't remember exactly when it was. And Nick was he, he alluded to the fact that he was interested in coming back, and I I was I was I was a bit optimistic, but further on into the interview, and then when I watched it again, like I I, I think he wasn't in the right frame of mind clearly, and I think. All, all you've had to do to to get an insight into how Nick Diaz, uh, the mindset of Nick Diaz, was to look at his uh, his Instagram story feed for like the last fourteen or last two years, fourteen months or two years, and it's just him partying all the time and mm-hmm. living the life in Las Vegas and like 
some some of the like the part house parties he'd put up onto his Instagram story. Um, I I I don't want to sound judgmental or whatever, but it kind of looked like he might be in a, like a crack den or or trap house. It. Yeah, like it it really looked <laughs> it really looked like that. So like you were you were you were generally worried for the company he was keeping, and. But now, like I mean, well, according to his, his manager uh, Kevin Mavenga, apparently he's he's been training solidly for fourteen weeks, which is well nigh on close to four months. So it looks mm. as if he's made a complete change to his uh, to his life. And if that's the case, then yeah, I'm I'm more than happy with the with the Nick Diaz comeback. But it, again, it'll be interesting to see how he'll be in this uh, in this day and age of. Uh, of media obligations and, and and what have you, because now more than ever, fighters have to engage with the media and they have to engage on so on, on social media as well. And we all know Nick Diaz; he he fucking hates it. He does he doesn't he doesn't yeah. like it whatsoever. Like remember the uh, the George St. Pierre pr- uh, press conference? Yeah. He, ju- he just he just skipped it. He ducked it. Yeah, he, mm. he he just ducked out. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see. And like I'm I'm all in. Like as long, if I, if I can see. Maybe if I can see him do an interview where he's um, he, he seems he seems more mentally stable. I didn't. I don't. I'm, I'm not alluding to that he was completely mentally unstable in the last one. But I'm I'm just saying that if I could see some clear ev- <clears throat> and tangible evidence to suggest that he's in the right frame of mind to fight, I have no problems with him coming back. You see what what are going to be those markers for you? Because just before mm. Kairos chimes in, that's my worry. People are judging him off something which he's not good at something which he ducks away from something which you know he clearly struggles with and that is interacting with um people on camera because of media commitments it's like an unnecessary pressure so i feel that we're going to see him fall apart again in front of the camera i really do because that is his shaky environment so what are going to be the markers for you what are you going to determine is a success no, I, I, I completely agree with the with the notion that you suggest. And look, I even said it myself that he's not comfortable being in, in front of camera or, in, or in, in front of millions of people unless he's doing what he loves doing, which is fighting. But for mm. me, I, it, it wasn't... He seemed, he seemed at, at times incoherent as if he was almost... Uh, I'm doing my best Bisping imp- impression. Intoxicated. It was almost as if it, it, <laughs> yeah, it almost seemed as, as if he was as if he was on uh, under the influence of, of something. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to reassess um, my determining markers for for uh, for assessing the the change in his, his mentality. But if I could see him, no. In fact, let, let, let me go back. Like. In years gone by, obviously we've seen him be uncomfortable or or what have you, but he's been a lot more coherent and he's been like well, he's he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for, and he can articulate himself a lot better. In that interview with Ariel, he didn't do so whatsoever. So I think if he can articulate himself a a bit more, I know he's going to be shy and he's going to be a bit reserved and and well, and he'll be a bit timid. But if he can do that and I, I don't want to say not starter because obviously he does he does kind of start to begin with or what have you mm. but yeah if he can articulate himself more and carry himself carry himself a bit better then i think i'll i'll be a hundred percent signed off i'll i'd definitely put my signature down by the petition to have him fight someone well not someone top top straight away but someone someone of note 
See, th- this is the point in the conversation where I would actually turn to G now and uh, rest up, G. Uh, and we're really hoping that you uh, you get better soon. We're we're, we're missing you already. But this would mm-hmm. be the point in the conversation where I turn to G and say, could Kush actually do that to you? Have that effect on you? Would blazing trees for a four on week, would that have you in that state of mind? Because I just don't know. A lot of people were actually pointing the finger to, you know, the fact that it's well known that the Diaz brothers, they do like a good smoke. So because I know nothing about Mm -hmm. how it actually affects you, I wouldn't be able to answer that question. But Kairos, what do you think? It's all nice and dandy to expect these great things in Nick Diaz. Oh, yeah, hopefully he carries himself better. Oh, yeah, maybe he's more interested in the media. We know damn well that's never going to happen. How how much do mm. we know about Nick? He's not going to change for anybody. And I was very harsh when I heard that interview on Ariel Hawani because I felt like he was taking advantage of him. I legitimately like was trying to grind Ariel Hawani with an axe because it was just I just didn't like really? what he was doing. Yeah, I, and you you felt a certain type of way about you like that's my mentor Kairos. F you. I'm like nah, I'm staying on my ground. But um, <laughs> to be honest with you though, that, I just feel like that's Nick, and I don't think he's in a better space right now than he was back then. I think he's still hanging around the same people he's hanging around with, and then maybe that was just a wacky day or a wacky interview or whatever. And I'll just toss that into like the grain. Because he is going to come back, because he said he's going to come back. And I'm going to be real with you. They aren't going to try and throw him Carlos Condit or Robbie Lawler. They're going to give him Jorge Mazda right after he beats Nate. Because they're going to do brother versus brother. I killed one brother. I'm going to kill the next one. I promise you they're going to push that. They're going to push that so hard. And I'm with it. If, Love if he, the story there. If Nick comes back, I want him to fight for stories. I, I don't want it to yeah, be meaningless. Exactly. And if he beats Jorge, he's in the top five now. Now you can't stop him. Now he can say, all right, well, I deserve to fight for the title for everything I've done for the sport now. And they're going to get they're going to grant it to him i promise you mm-hmm. mm. it's for me i i think well i listed on uh, on twitter my uh my uh ideal fights for him and obviously jorge they, they were meant to fight at ufc uh 235 even before the nate fight got signed but then well that didn't come to fruition I also put Conor McGregor there as well because obviously you do also have that built-in storyline. Obviously, Conor could take out both brothers or what have you. Uh, Robbie Lawler, obviously, Robbie can try avenge that one. And in agreement with uh, Daniel Cormier, although he must have seen my tweet putting out this fight, I put Leon Edwards on there because this serves as a perfect matchup for both men. If Nick Diaz comes back, beats Leon Edwards, literally you could give him a title shot in his next fight. Leon oh, Ed- wow. You could, yeah, you could. 100%. 100%. The disrespect. 100%. Like, I don't know about not, that one. I think you could. Like in this. So, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't get this out of my head that that uh, what i've just heard what you're basically saying is that a man who has been out of action for three years could dust leon edwards that's what i heard no there. no 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 i said if he beats leon edwards i think you misheard me <laughs> oh i said if oh, he okay. beats no, 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 oh. no 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 oh you heard that too, yes that's why i was laughing i was yeah. like i don't think so yeah. <laughs> okay may, may, well, maybe i maybe i miss i misspoke but i said if he comes back i meant if he comes okay. back and beats leon mm. then you could give him a title shot straight away and if you're Leon and you beat Nick, I mean, it's a big name. That's that's the big name. That's the only thing that's eluding your record that everybody picks apart. And they're like, oh, well, you haven't beaten big names, even though he has beaten, like, he has some big names on his record. Donald Cerrone, before Donald went on that three-fight win streak against Alaya Quinta, uh, Alex Hernandez, and who else did he beat as well? Mike Perry. Yeah, before, yeah, before he beat those, but everybody doesn't. That doesn't suit the narrative around Leon Edwards. And obviously, he beat a former champ in 
in uh, Rafael de Sanios. But if he was to mm. beat Nick Diaz, I mean, he's undeniable. Mm. Okay. I'm not so sure <laughs> if I agree with that. Oh. I just think that. I just. I just think that this cyclical state that we're in. Sorry to go over a tangent where. Leon Edwards is getting denied, access denied, access denied, is because Leon Edwards doesn't sell himself. How many times, you know, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, uh, Chisanga, how many times have you reached out to Leon in the last fortnight for comment on the recent shenanigans and how many times have you been granted an interview Uh, to clear shit up? I've actually been uh, been, been chilling. Let me see. I, I, I reached out to him when... Uh... I think it, I think it was early uh, last week, but it was a, mm. literally a brief conversation, and then and then nothing nothing came came over. But I get I get the point that you're trying to uh, you're trying to emphasize that he doesn't put himself Let out me land. there as, as yet. Let me land. Let me land. He gets numerous opportunities to speak to media, to press, to actually state his case and to keep his name in people's mouths, but. It just doesn't seem in his makeup, doesn't seem to be in his build, doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be in his persona to talk himself into fights. This whole notion of I let my fights do the talking is great when you're being given the opportunity to fight. But right yeah. now, I don't see that happening. So just circling back to the whole if he beats Nick Diaz, uh, he'll be undeniable. How many times are you going to deny this man? Really and truly. I mean, what underlined and... Um, italicized and emboldened um, Dana White's words was when he said he will get to a point where he is undeniable. (laughs) What the actual fuck? Those words came out of Dana White's mouth. I just could not believe it. Are we are we in some kind of like parallel universe where Leon Edwards has only had one win in the last five years or is this man gaslighting us to a situation where we're believing that Leon Edwards needs to, I don't know, go out there and kill Christ? I just don't get it. Yeah. No, I know. No, it's, 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 we, we, we say this all the time. Dana White is very, very good at create, creating the narrative that is lapped up by by fans who probably don't even do their due diligence. Like, and, and by due diligence, I mean, look at Leon's uh, win streak and look at who, who he's beaten, et cetera, et cetera. If Dana White's saying, oh, well, he needs to go out and rack up some wins or whatever, that's just people, <laughs> pe- 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 people are, people are going to say that, yeah, that's, that's what he needs to do. He needs to go rack up some wins, some more wins to become undeniable, which is just, man, as soon as I saw that, like, I just... <laughs> I, I I couldn't help but laugh and I and I just thought like this is as you said like the chief gaslighter lighting the gas just mm. it's it's baffling it's baffling but again as as it pertains to to Leon as as you were saying I I understand why he's staying true to himself he's not the type to to talk major shit to people and be like a a shit stirrer or what have you and I I I commend him sticking to his guns but there also comes a point where you have to not necessarily flip the switch like Colby Covington did or what have you but where you have to play the game and do something do something I mean I tell you something love the guy but he Mm. got it late in the game and that's Jimmy Emanuel if you remember when he started off he was of that kind of mindset, let my fighting do the talking for me, and was a slow build. 
Yeah. Now, as soon as he started to do things like turn up cage side and rankle and wrangle with um, Daniel Cormier, then his name was in the frame for bigger fights. That's when people started making and taking notice. That's when people started saying, well, why isn't he being given a, a title shot? People started begging on his behalf and, mm-hmm. you know, tagging Dana and, you know, cheerleading for him because he got it. Yeah. Finally, no, that, you do have to do more than just get in the cage and swing hands. You've got to do more, represent yourself outside the cage to get in the cage with someone that you want to. No, that's, that's, that's completely right as well. And other examples, I, I mean, uh, well, Masvidal tr- tried and, and failed with Connor, but he, at, least, at least he was there. He knew what he had to do. He, ne- he knew that come the... Well, come come the result of uh, Connor winning, he knew that he had to be within the vicinity or what have you. And, yep. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think who else, who else did that. I, I can't. In fact, I'm pretty. Oh no, it wasn't. Leon was cage side at some UFC event, but I can't. I don't think it was one of where it was a divisional. Uh, like it, it, it had a the fight had a ramification for the division. I can't remember if that was the case. No, it might have been Usman Usman Masvidal, by the way. No, no, okay. not, Usman, not Usman Masvidal. Uh, Usman Covington. I think it was actually that fight. So yeah, maybe he. Yeah, he did do that. I'm pretty sure he did. So, but maybe the cameraman just didn't pan to him. <laughs> That's Tatum's <laughs> like, don't do it. Don't turn it. <laughs> yeah. I Gosh, took that as disrespect, man. though. When Dana said he he'll be undeniable. That just it it made it seem like that's in the distant future. Yes, it seemed yes. very. Thank that, you, Carlos. That's why I didn't. That that rubbed me the wrong way, and I, I felt like people yep. missed what Dana was saying with it. They're like, "Oh, Dana means he's on he's on his side." No, he ain't on his side. If anything, he's against <laughs> that man. That's why he said that. If we're being oh, realistic man. here, I I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate for for a little bit. Yes, he hasn't fought in a year. So I feel like that's the biggest claim people want to hit hit him with. And it's like, fine, yeah. but you also got to take into account, fine, what happens if he fights somebody? Then, then can he get his side? If he gets one win, or is it going to be like, nah, he needs to fight somebody else. And nah, he needs to fight. When when are we going to draw the line at saying, listen, if you have X amount of wins in a row, and you have beaten X amount of foes, you've beaten these ranked people, you should get a title fight. If we're just being realistic here, I don't see a scenario where he's going to get the next title shot either. I think Usman has to have two defenses before they start clamoring for Leon because they don't respect him. And I'm going to be realistic, too. He also did shoot himself in the foot with getting late into the game. Him deciding, yeah, I'm going to do these interviews when it's convenient for me. He's, I remember him doing interviews for people before the pandemic hit a little bit, like around the Woodley time where he was trying to promote that fight. And he was like talking to other people. But that went radio silent once he thought that no one was going to fight. And it's like, these events aren't live anymore, so you can't show your face in front of the media, and all you're doing is tweeting. So now you're coming off like Dylan Dennis, and everybody knows how we feel about that man saying he's going to fight everyone when the man only has two fights in, like, 22 years. So I'm just saying, like, it, it doesn't make you look good when you're in company, like, with those type of people. He's got he's to gotta actually take a fight. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but who, though? Not right now. Not, um, <laughs> well... Uh, we uh, we all know the report that was put out there last week by by our <laughs> fake uh, news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the wonder fake boy com. Yeah, fake news We're we're not gonna we're not gonna um, give that Dignify person by that. Yeah, we're not gonna give him any time. But <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> but yeah, who do, who do, who does he fight now? Like, I mean, really, it's 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 got to be Wonder Boy. That, but when when I spoke to Leon in. In April, just a few weeks after the cancellation of UFC London fight, he was like, "Well, Wonder Boy is below me, and what does that do for me? 
Do you know what Nothing. I mean? Nothing exactly. And, and he he was uh, he, he was quick to uh, point out a valid fact that yes, Wonder Boy came back and beat uh, Vicente Luque and. Like he he looked phenomenal in that fight. He was phenomenal in that fight. But the previous fight, he got knocked out by a lightweight. Do you know what I mean? So that's just it. That's what needs to happen. If Leon was to take that fight with uh, Wonder Boy Thompson, mm-hmm. um, I do believe it would have to be a spectacular and a gnarly knockout for people to take notice. Because if he decisions his way to a victory, forget it, mate. You're gonna have to yeah. have another fight. <sighs> You're probably right. Fans are... People act like decision... I'm more impressed by someone winning 50-44, 50-43, than you just knocking them out mm-hmm. in the first round. Because that means they had zero chance. Like, there was not a single round that they possibly... Like, that's what I don't like about people disrespecting people who get decisions. Like, Dominic Cruz, one of the greatest fighters of all time. He got pillow hands. If, if we're just keeping it real. He got yeah. pillow hands. He's not He's not knocking too many people out. But him deciding... Like, ugh, you're right, though. But if he doesn't fight Stephen Thompson, he needs to fight someone who just has no business being in there with him then and just dom- fight someone unranked, murk them. And then they say, all right, we'll give him his shot now. If, if you don't want that Chimaev. I would like that. I yeah. Give it to I'm sick of the oh, hype. Nah. Nah, man. Like, okay, I just... It's, it's too, that's too risky a fight, though. Come on. Yeah. If he does win, I'm going to get pissed. What are you saying? No, no. It's like, I mean... I'm the, do I think Leon? Do I think Leon beats him? Yeah, I probably do. But it's, I think what's the risk then? Oh, nah, it's it, bro. It's too. It's 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 too risky a fight. And can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> Benedict you, Arnold in the camp? Benedict, I can't believe it. So negative. Benedict, goddamn Arnold. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to respond to that to that attempt to, to go on me. But um, I've even lost my my trailer thought there. I was about to say. Yeah, the risk it it doesn't it doesn't weigh up it, the the risk reward factor. I mean, yeah, it, imagine if he was to shut down Kamza, take take on like well take on a, a young aspiring killer and then decisions him, school him, destroy him. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he needs. Yeah, that's what he needs. Oh, that's what he needs. But say for instance that he can only get a decision against him, man, and then oh, he's gonna man. yeah. <laughs> you've gone through the, the ringer oh for, no yeah exactly oh, no. they would and, kill him yeah and imagine yeah and on the flip side imagine if Kamzat beats him imagine the backlash on, well, on oh, MMA geez. Twitter Dana oh, would take him God. out the rankings Dana would, Dana would remove him from the rankings yeah you know man. what I'm going to throw this in for left field and I, I don't even know how we're dwelling so much on Leon Edwards considering what I brought to the table was Nick Diaz but <laughs> I just want to float this as an idea. Why doesn't Leon Edwards take all of his cards from the table, throw the table up, and say he's going to Bellator? Mm. Just like a certain light heavyweight did. Why doesn't he do that? Because I'm sick and tired of seeing him, him sick and tired. No, I I completely get that. I completely understand your, your, um, your, your point of view. But at the same time, like, I mean... Leon, Leon is in his prime. Let, let, let's let's not be around the bush. He, he's in his prime, and if you're mixing it with the elite of the elite and the well, well, yeah, obviously the UFC is mixed martial arts premier promotion. Let's let's not mm. be around the bush. And if you yeah. like, I know that the title shot is eluding him, but realistically, it's within it's within touching distance. He can see it. <laughs> he can he can he can see it if you know. What I mean. And then for him just to up sticks and then go to Bellator, man, oh, it just wouldn't. 
I, I, I for one, I'd, I'd, I'd stick it out. I, I, there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. It might be very, a very fine, minute piece of light at this moment in time. Might be, yeah, it, it might not look like he's getting close to it, but going to Bellator right now, it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, dissing Corey Anderson for for doing that. Fair play to him. Like he knew his worth. He knew his relationship with exactly. the UFC was uh, was sour, and yes, and uh, f- fair play to him. Kudos to doing it. But I think, I think Leon at this juncture of his career, I think it just wouldn't be a good move. It wouldn't be a good move. And that's I a one way trip. That, you know. If- well, I I just feel with Leon getting treated like some kind of like stepchild continuously, not just, you know, week in, week out, but year after year. And the yeah. thing is this, he knows his worth. And I think what Anderson actually showed was, look, I'm going to go over to a promotion that respects me, demands that I get the respect, not just from the fans, but from the boss himself. I mm-hmm. just... You know, what Dana said has stuck in my craw. It's stuck in my mind. It has befuddled me because why would you say that if you value Leon Edwards, if you think that he is um, worthy of a title shot? Why would you treat yeah. him like a stepchild to just come off the prelims? And do you know Doesn't what? Doesn't make right? sense. Do you know what? Like, if this, if, if this was Darren Till... We wouldn't mm. even be having this conversation. Thank you. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. It's it, obviously because Darren's out, outspoken. <clears throat> he's he's got a following, and obviously Dana. Well, remember after the the Donald Cerrone fight, he put up the photo of uh, Darren. I think it was elbowing Cerrone or whatever, and he said the future. Remember, you, remember, you, yep. remember you put that. Yeah, remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so it, it's clear when it comes to the UK, Dana White knows who his future cash cow is he knows who it is 100 percent, and i don't think he 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 puts leon edwards on par when leon edwards in my opinion is on par or arguably above darren in terms in, ter- in, ter- in terms of skill and everything and we, we talk about his his win streak and, and mm. so i i think it's undeniable don't get me wrong i i, I love darren 100 percent, but we've just got to I've just got to call it down the middle and say it as it is. So look at this as a marker. The last time that Darren Till and Leon Edwards sat in the same row of chairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. Darren Till ended up getting KO'd and Leon Edwards actually took on and schooled a seasoned grappler. Now, whose career do you think should be exponentially better, should be skyrocketing, should be in a stratosphere? Eric, position. I rest my case. No, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. But then this comes back to the fact, as you say, that Leon doesn't sell himself the best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all yeah. it would take for, it would for him to cut just one promo. Do you know what I mean? Just cut one promo, and like even even after Darren beat beat uh, beat Cowboy, the, he didn't. I I can't recall. There wasn't really. There wasn't really like a, a a major promo right then, but after he beat Wonder Boy in Liverpool, when he was like, "To all them doubters, everybody, yep. they're all fucking getting it," and that resonates with people. <laughs> now, that that is an impression. No, no, you gotta rewind that. Bring that back. <laughs> nah, Bring that nah, back. Nah. Bring that back. No, no, no. We're not gonna rest right there. That nah, man. That 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 gets my applause. Loved it. Bring it back. Rewind that. To all them doubters and all them fucking hates, they all fucking getting it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I oh 
god. Love it. Darren, the next time he sees me, he's gonna kill me for that impression of this kid. So I'm like, that don't fucking sound like that. That was good. No, he's he's gonna applaud you for that. That's phenomenal. <laughs> that was more Darren Till than Darren yeah, Till. For real. Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, we've uh we, we've we did, <laughs> my fiance is sat next to me, she's laughing at that impression as well. <laughs> but anyway, I've I've deviated from uh from, from, from the point at hand. So that promo that mm. that that put Darren into into a different in, into a, a different stratosphere, as you said, not not the bit like not the highest one or whatever. You but it put him into a, in, into a on, onto another level. So Leon just needs something like that. Do, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. I mean, I mean, he he kind of tried. Remember after um after he beat Peter Sabota and then he called out Darren at UFC London the the Verdum versus Volkov card. Do you remember that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I've got it. You know what? Leon needs to channel his inner yardy. Oh, you're a tech bad man for <laughs> hmm? the bomber clock. Just say that a couple yeah. of times on the mic. Seriously, yeah. what a pussy all you are dealing with. Just a few of those, please, Leon. Yeah. Just channel something. Yeah, <laughs> Dana White, your ass clot. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? That could be the approach he should take, though. He should take like the "I'm going against the industry." They don't want me to. He should do that. He should because Dana yeah. was going to try and set him up. Then, then Dana's like, "Nah, we got to get him out of here. Give him a tough fight." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but again, like, I think, I think, I, I, I hope and I, I pray that he gets his just dudes. I, I, I think maybe just a slight tweak in 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 how he's uh. In how he in how he conducts himself or what have you, and I think that he'll get there. And regardless right. of who he beats next, he needs to cut a promo. No, there's yes. no if buts or maybe like even if he decisions somebody and it's not the most entertaining fight, he needs to cut a promo and just or, or even call out Dana White and say, Dana, I'm on a nine fight win streak. Do the right thing. The people want this, blah blah blah. But the people might not necessarily want it. But you get my drift. One hundred. What he he needs to be bold though. He needs to be like this is what this is exactly what you say, Leon. Leon, listen. When you win, you need to look into the camera and be like, listen. Either I fight for the title next, or I fight you, Dana. That that'll get the people. <laughs> people will be talking about that for weeks. Like, what is Dana going to do? In a yardy accent. Yeah. In a yardy accent. He it's needs to be done. Do Budman forward, Budman <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nah, he need yeah in the yardy accent. Oh my gosh, but <laughs> yeah, Kairos, no. no, no pressure. What you're bringing to the table now, you need to come with accents and all because I have to say, you know, Chisanga set levels and he hasn't even <laughs> brought his subject to the table yet. He's still on mine. Take it away, Kairos. I don't have accents or attributes like that. I just got energy. I got passion. I got anger. That's all I got for you today. And. <laughs> We're, we touched on it last week. We were talking about inclusion. I feel like it's my place to put my money where my, my mouth is because I feel like a lot of people always want to mm. talk about these causes and never actually speak up for what they want. So we were talking about black people representation during February. One thing that I think would probably go over a lot better for the UFC audience is throwing black in front of their face because they they're going to hate that shit. What they should do <laughs> is go with women. They should have like an international women's fight card. Mm-hmm. Or maybe okay. um, or a Mother's Day card, with women, like something along the lines of that and put that together because they're during this time, they could put together some stacked fights on that card with period point blank, especially if they decided to save fights right now for that card. Like they could they could do some great things. And I really do think it would bring forth a lot 
a larger demographic to the sport. They'd bring a lot more women to the sport, for goodness sakes. Like, and I really, I said this a year ago or something like that. And this one dude was like, that's not going to make money. No one's going to watch that. Better. I'm like, how do you know that? How do you, po yeah. how could you possibly quantify that first and foremost? Secondly, we're in the age right now, we're trying to give everyone a platform. I guarantee you right now, if Daniel's like, we're trying to do it for the women, we want to show that everyone can compete no matter what. There is no stigma bias for gender, blah, 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 blah. If he put together some crazy promo like that and it wasn't him talking, it was like women talking about this and us showing us the powerful women in the UFC, that thing would go crazy and i just want to know your thoughts as to like what type of matchups you'd like to see on the card do you think it would be a success and like anything along the lines of that i just want to talk about this card like as much as possible mike yeah i hate it ah! oh, i point mike. blank hate it i'll tell you why about eight years ago i interviewed joanne calderwood and i said look i don't want to offend you but I feel I have to be real. And I always start this way with every single fighter I interview. I'm not giving you the sanitized bullshit version of an interviewer. I'm giving you me. I'm being real with you. And this means that we're going to have a real conversation. I don't look at you as a woman fighter. I don't look at you as a female fighter. I look at you as a fighter. And that's the mm -hmm. way that you should look at it. That's what you should demand. You are a fighter on par with the men. So why should you start off with... I'm a female fighter. What you've done, what you've suggested with this all-female lineup is that there should be a distinction. No, I don't know if you noticed, about six weeks ago when we did our GOATs and greatest of all time mm -hmm. lists, I didn't make no distinction. I talked about fighters, hence the reason why my GOAT was Amanda Nunes. She's not a female fighter to me. She is a fighter. And she's a fighter worth calling a fighter. I mean, look at her prowess. Look at her accomplishments. Look at her as a fighter, not as a female fighter. So I, for one, hate it when things are marginalized and pushed down um, my throat as, you know, look at this. This is the distinction that we should be making here. No, it's the UFC, the ultimate fighting championships. Why should we be looking at an all-female card? No, hate it. I, I understand your, your point of view, but I also understand, Karis, is that this would bring in a completely different demographic and it would, it, it, it would show, the, it would show the, the, the general public and even those women who might be a bit uh, apprehensive about taking up mixed martial arts that you guys can can be can be the stars of uh, of the show because I mean let let's be realistic barring barring Ronda barring barring Amanda Nunes really mm -hmm. the like there, there's there's been no other there's been no other uh, huge huge female star in in the UFC. And I disagree. Mean, Valentina Shevchenko will she, wash your mouth out. No, so uh, hey, 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 we're, we're talking about crossover appeal here. I'm not like the, the, Valentina. <laughs> she, she, she's probably like she's a secret assassin. We all know this man or some shit. Yeah. Like, she, she'd come for you during the middle of the night. Don't get me wrong. Like even uh, a dog in the background is disagreeing with you there. <laughs> Gosh, dang it, Kyoko. Be quiet. <laughs> but, but no, but like bar, barring those two, like, I mean, there hasn't there's there's yet to be uh a ufc a ufc uh female ufc fighter who has huge huge crossover over appeal i think the ufc yeah. were, were hoping paige van zandt would 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 be that but that ain't been the case well that wasn't the case she's obviously no longer with the ufc anymore and i mean it, it, it 
the the greatest female fight of all time for me is uh, Wei Li Zhang against uh, Yuan Yuan Jacek, and yes, that's that's arguably in my in my top five fights of all. One all of the greatest time. fights. Let's stop calling yeah, it female yeah. fights. Okay, but okay, but again, like I mean, <laughs> sorry, when when you it's think the Brazilian, it's the Brazilian in, coming out. <laughs> I told you I ate too much. But when you think, but when you think of UFC two forty three, you only think of the snooze fest that was Romero and Adesanya. And, yes. and and having and having uh, an all female card or having ha- having a fight like Zhang uh, versus uh, versus Joanna uh, headline a major a major card would would do wonders for the sport as as well. So I no I I, I get both points, but I'm with I'm with Kyrus on this. Yeah, I I, th- I think having, having a <laughs> having a card where you can showcase the baddest females on the on the planet would. It, it, it would do wonders for a sport and I think it would give it a much needed uh, image boost I really do and I think okay, okay. let me twist this on his head then okay to, to you both gentlemen I hear where you're coming with you know showcasing the finest females but what's next the the finest black fighters on oh, the planet come, no, come no, on no, 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 come no. on I get we ha- we, you're being we facetious to, Mike <laughs> we, no but we have to we have to see it as it is mm-hmm. these are fighters I can Why are we pigeonholing yeah. them? Oh no, I'm. Yeah, you are ask Kairos that. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. I got answers for you. I'll answer you. First of all, yeah. Why not have Come a black it. card? Why not? The, oh, at Jesus. the beginning of the at the beginning of the UFC, it was all a bunch of white guys competing anyway with the one guy with the with a boxing glove on. Like, come the one black guy had to be the token guy having a boxing glove and no, uh, like, come on, bro. Like, we have got to create. They're more than just fighters. These are people that have identities, they have stories. So why not create that for our events? For goodness sakes, yes, we have different sort of motives. You want people to be be recognized for their profession, not necessarily their gender. Yes, but that's not the full mm. story, though. The full story is they are a woman in the sport. They have a story. Their story isn't the same as the men. They aren't being treated the same as the men. They aren't being marketed the same as the men. They aren't being tolerated the same as the men. You have a woman who tweets the exact same thing as, let's say, Israel Adesanya. And, oh, my God, it's a problem. Blah, blah. Like, so it's a different experience. Yeah. And what's the problem with highlighting that? Yes, I do think there's going to be blowback. Yes, I do think it's going to pigeonhole people to a certain degree. But I think people are going to get over that in a month. I do. I think people are going to move past it. Do, you, and I do think, you think? Yes. And I think that the people that we're going to gain by putting together cards like this is far going to outweigh that. Because these people are going to be paying now. These, these We have just increased an entire demographic side that probably are going to start paying for merch. You're going to have all these young girls wanting to be Valentina Shevchenko, wanting to be Whaley, wanting to be Rose Namuse, yeah. wanting to be Angela Hill, wanting to be Amanda Hibash, and wanting to be Viviana Arroja. Like You're going to have so many people selling out for this stuff. Like, remember back when um Reebok put out the fight kicks and they thought oh this is going to be the new jerseys you know how the NBA has their jerseys and everyone's going to buy nobody bought that bullshit because we don't care we aren't trying to be like Tanner Bozer with him on our back it's too individualized but I guarantee you this you you were to sell merch just for this event for the women bro it would go crazy I'm telling you well you you remember the ronda rousey effect yes. remember the effect that she had on like young, like there were crowd there were in the crowds there were young girls like yes. like girls like who were like maybe 10 11 12 or what have you screaming for ronda like it's it's that 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 me me bringing up that example is a testament to the fact that if you put women or 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 anybody who's who's a marginalized group if you put them in the in the spotlight then that will inspire other people and 
what really, really annoyed me speaking about Ronda is the lack of promo that they did for the Amanda Nunes fight. And obviously it came back to bite them in the ass so, yep. Yep. so yep. badly. Because here you had this, un- well, no, not undefeated, obviously she'd lost before. But you had this uh, this informed killer in Amanda Nunes who yep. just just so happens to be Brazil's first female champion and just so happens to be the first openly gay uh, mixed martial arts champion. Mm-hmm. UFC, cha- UFC champions, sorry. Do you know how many like barriers and, and doors they could have broken down with that? Because there's this stigma of uh, of homophobia in, in mixed martial arts, and in particular the, the, the fans. And you could have done... You, I mean, you could have advanced uh, relations by years by giving Amanda her props for that. And yeah. they could... They, they, well, they've had ample opportunity to do, do so. I mean, how many years ago was that now? That was nearly... Was that nearly four years ago, that card? Uh, yes, four years ago right. in December. Yeah. 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 And I mean... Has Amanda been given her just dues in comparison to the other champions? Hell no. no. Mm. Yeah, that's still, right. That's I, I'm right. Glad, I'm glad that you. Yeah, but I'm glad that you you bring um, um, Ronda Rousey into the conversation because just as a lot of people wanted to see Ronda Rousey rise, a hell of a lot of people <laughs> watched her fall and applauded that she went shit anyway, and all she had was the armbar. I know MMA Twitter is a toxic place, but no more toxic an event was when she sustained that loss. I mean, you had people meaning the shit out of how she lost. It was incredible. People were just waiting for her to actually fall. So I hear where you're coming from, Kairos. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have to say that there are equally those people will be inspired by by a, a female card. But also, you know, looking to, well basically underline the fact that I, I really don't think that we should be marginalizing and categorizing um fighters no i get i i i i see both both sides of the coins but i think given the the potential the potential that an old female card could have in, in particular obviously you'd have to have a headline by by amanda obviously she's she's in contention with one of the greatest of all time in, regardless, mm. regardless of gender you'd have to have her i mean the the potential impact that that card could have i think it it, it could be seismic it, it really could do it really could be right guys as, it, as you've got the mic yeah i was about i was about to say so i'm going to kind of rewind uh back to, back to my topic and it was a topic of disrespect, and then obviously we brought up uh, the name of an undefeated Chechen in Kamzat Chemaev. And now I'm sure you guys have obviously seen by now the wolf. The, the wolf, yep. I'm sure you guys have seen that right now that the UFC are, are pretty big on, on Kamzat, so much so that <laughs> they've booked him in two fights. Two fights. I mean, so he's meant to be fighting um, a middleweight, middleweight first, correct? Because he's doing the middleweight and then welterweight thing, which. I mean that's that's pretty crazy that they're allowing him to compete in two divisions like that, and he's not even a champion. But that's it's neither here nor there. But the first fight is meant to be against Gerald Mearshart. Uh, Gerald Mearshart, sorry, that's me. My poor pronunciation. That's in September, and then I think they're looking to book him against Damian Meyer in mid-November in Abu Dhabi. This for me, it's it's very it's. It, it's what boxing promoters do. They'll book. It's say say for instance when uh, when Tyson Fury was was on his comeback trail after he won his uh, his third comeback fight. Obviously, the, his his fight with Deontay Wilder had had been signed before that, but he just had to win that to get that. Now 
this doesn't sit well with me because in mixed martial arts there 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 are no tune up fights, especially in the UFC. Like I mean, if, so for them to one overlook Gerald is 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 very disrespectful. But to to, oh, to think that he'll come out of the fight unharmed and let, let let's let's uh, let's go back to the boxing example. Obviously, in in boxing when they're build, building up these fighters or when they're having fighters come back with a with a view to fighting a, a big fight later in the year, they don't give them like an, an opponents where they'll be really really tested. They'll give them an opponent that will give them a good few rounds and then they'll they'll get the job done. But in in terms of Gerald, he's he's not that. He's he's not he's not a tune up guy. So, I mean, what do you guys make of the? For me, I'm I'm going to use the word disrespect because it is disrespect. What do you make of the disrespect that's been shown to Gerald by the UFC by saying, okay, yeah, we'll book you against Kamzat, but we'll book him in mid November because he's just going to run through you. After you, Carlos. Uh you know what? It is extremely disrespectful, <clears throat> but I'm gonna be realistic with you. Um, they're probably going to get away with it. And that's the problem. We aren't going to learn the lesson until we are forced to learn the lesson. So right now, he's probably going to beat Jared Mearshart. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to demolish him or beat him in 28 seconds. But I think he's going to have a dominant performance. And I think he's going to get out there relatively unscathed. As far as like a fighter's like, oh, I'm healthy. As far as a fighter can be healthy when they say that, you know. We all know they're probably like below 80%, but they're still going to fight. And I think mm-hmm. the next person that they give him is going to be the Damian Maia fight, like they said. And, and that's a fight he's definitely going to win. So I'm just telling y'all right now, don't be surprised if they try and pull this again for another fight or two. And if they don't try and pull this again for him in the future anyway, because they're going to get away with it here. And I don't think anyone's really having an objection about it other than you guys, because you guys are actually having the foresight to see that this is disingenuous. Because who else are they doing this for? Like, come on, you're giving him mm-hmm. a treatment of, oh, when he beats him, though, also, we're going to give him this fight. And it's like, bro... I understand, and I think they're pushing him way too hard, too. Why on earth are we going to get let him fight in multiple divisions simultaneously and continuously yeah. do this? Because let's just be real. When he beats Damian Meyer, he's going to be in the top 10 at welterweight. And then when he continues racking up wins at middleweight, he's going to be ranked in two divisions. And I don't think he's ready for that. I don't think he's ready to fight those top 15 guys in either division right now. Sure, you can beat one of them. But can you beat the other 14 or 15 or whoever they might throw at you? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Mike? Disrespect. Hell no. This is a masterstroke, I feel. And this is where (laughs) we look at promoters across the globe and there are only a few that shine. This is the reason why year after year, decade after decade, Dana White stands head and shoulders above the rest. Okay, we can talk about his penchant for gaslighting, but no one promotes like Dana White. Look what he's doing here. He's put Kamzat Shemaev on a superstar uh, rocket train. Not only that, he's lit a fire under Gerald Mearshart. When you look at the reaction Mm. that's come out of this, he feels disrespected. Good. I'm glad you're going to fight like your life actually depends on it and prove the doubters wrong. And that is going to prove, I think, for us gold now actually look at the times that we're in we're in different times it's time that things were mixed up it's time that we stopped doing the cyclical um day in day out um job of actually fighter a fight fighter b why not mix it up why not do things a little bit different why not hang out 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 there in terms of 
who you're supposedly backing as a promoter. Promoters promote, and Dana White is the best of them, and this just underlines that fact. Yeah, but I, I, I can't, like, like Cara said, I can't feel that, can't help but feel that we're putting the the cart before the horse though with with, with this like Kamza obviously he had two fights in in ten days I think it's the quickest turnaround in, in UFC history but yep. to, to to book him in multiple divisions and against against Gerald Mishart who's who's no slouch and to just expect them to to run through him and then then fight Damian Meyer who I think he'll beat but it's not going to be it's not going to be as easy a fight as everybody's making out I it just it it just for me highlights again the fact that Dana Dana has his favorites and for his favorite for his favorites he'll uh he'll uh he'll he'll he'll, he'll walk 500 miles do you know what i mean Seems i was going like to do favorites. i was going to start singing it his fi- yeah. his favorites do uh do seem to stem from one particular fight management agency but anyway um, the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does this guy know where the bodies are buried? Does he? I mean, does he have videos that um, are, are buried in, in in a vault or, or something? Because he seems to get like carte blanche in terms of what he wants and demands are met with the swiftness. But getting back to commands at Chimayo, I think what we're seeing here is brand building. And I, for one, applaud yeah. that. I don't think this notion of there being, you know, one or two stars, that isn't really going to build the brand. Um, even though, the, you know, the, the UFC is a strong brand, that isn't going to sustain a brand. You need multiple brands within a brand. And this is one way of actually building a brand. A man that at a moment's notice will fight on any way. A man that on a moment's notice will fight ranked or unranked fighters. A man at a moment's notice, will be the company guy. He will be the Dark Destroyer. He will be the rider. He'll be the the guy on the pale horse. Do you know what I mean? So I I just can't but applaud Dana's kind of like brand building here because that's effectively what he's doing, building a brand. No, I I, I agree with that notion. I I understand what you're saying. And now the more that you you say it, like, do you think that perhaps they're possibly trying to preempt Khabib's retiring? Because like, Let's let let's face it. I think within two fights he's done. Yeah, I think he. I think yes, he's gonna, he said it. He, he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be out. He's gonna be out mm. in, in two fights. Mm. And the UFC they're gonna need a big name in Russia out there. And of the Russian stars that are there, I know we've got a Russian champion Peter Yan, but he's not the most. Um, I don't I don't I don't want to say charismatic, um, entertaining. Yeah, he's not the most char- charismatic and. Uh, yeah, he's just not really a character as well. Like, do you know what I mean? He's very soft-spoken or what have you as well. But here you have this young killer in Chimaev who's saying, oh, I'll come and I'll smash everybody or whatever. And he speaks English, speaks good English as well. That's that's another thing. Whereas I don't know if Zabit Magomed Sharipov speaks English mm. as well. So I, I, I can't help but think that maybe they're planning for the future. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Mm. In building a brand, you're actually setting up the next Khabib. You're setting up the next Connor. You're basically trying to ensure longevity for your brand and the brands which sit underneath that, i.e. your fighters. Your fighters. Mm. And, and that is just going back to what Dana White was saying and underlining many, many times. This is an opportunity. It's not a career. So this yeah. opportunity is being milked to death right now. No, I get, I get that. But in terms of in terms of stars, like Dana White, obviously when he was, I think he was recently asked about Connor, and he was, he was like, oh well, 
I've been through this for years, blah, blah, blah. People say, what's going to happen when Anderson Silva retires, when Chuck Liddell retires, and when GSB retires? Stars always come. But I think now the reach that the UFC stars have, like in terms of, uh, in term, terms of crossover reach and, and reaching just the general public, is it's, it's, prob- it's probably like five times more so than, than, than the reach of, of, of Chuck Liddell. Like I remember Chuck Liddell back in the day, he was like, he did a few cameos and stuff. He was in Entourage or, or, or what have you. But now, like, pe- people like Conor McGregor and John Jones are household names. There's nobody really coming up who, who I think is, is going to be those household names. I don't think there's anybody. Like, I think they're, dare I say, it, I think they could be in trouble. And, like, if they don't, if they, if like, like you say, if they don't manufacture these stars in the in next couple of years. Yeah. You I'm know, so I'm sure. reeling back what I said. I'm reeling that back. I, Mike, I'm going to sit here and put it on the line right now. I agree with you. You know what? Fucking bring it. I just don't want them to do it with different divisions. Like, if they were just like, all right, fine. 170, after Hamza beats X-Fighter, he's going straight after Leon. Oh, then after Leon, he's going after Ponzinibbio. And they were making, like, a schedule for it. I would be like, all right, that's yeah. crazy. I'm hyped for that. I definitely want to see if he can do it. You know, and you, nah, open up the floodgates. Whatever division you want, Hamzat, go to that division, fight and conquer. I do think that would bring a lot of interest in the sport. And it, for me to sit here and have a topic and talk about, yeah, I want eyes to the sport, and then come into this topic and say, nah, I don't want the eyes in the sport from that. That would be kind of whack. So I support that. What were you about to say before I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, I was about to say that I, I disagree that the, the stars aren't there because, you know, again, if G were here, she would say, but hold on a minute. The stars which are coming through, they're coming through thick and fast through the Contender Series. Not only that, we've got some people making waves already. Look at um, a few fights back. Um, Michelle Pereira. What he did was now oh, incredible. Man. I mean, he channeled, <laughs> just like Sila from Flipping Heroes, he channeled Nick Diaz with the Nick Diaz slap. He channeled yeah. um, Khabib Nurmagomedov with the suplex. He channeled Pettis with the Pettis kick. He channeled Anderson Silva with the Anderson Silva front kick. And he flipping threw in an Imanari role in there as well. Now, the way that I look at it is this is a star in the making. So it's people like Michelle Pereira who are bubbling underneath the surface, who I feel that the UFC are trying to nurture, to bring on, to ensure that they do have a next wave of stars. I don't really think it's slim pickings. I really don't, especially when you have the Contended Series bringing through so many new stars and new faces. Okay, okay, look. Okay, Sean O'Malley, out of everybody, I think probably has the potential to be a huge crossover star. But we're, we're talking, we're talking crossover star. Mike, the, the mainstream would be able to identify. At the moment, I don't see anybody else really. Like I, 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 I don't. Maybe I'm overlooking some people, but I mean, and Michelle Pereira, come on, man, nah. I, 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 what? Okay, yes, yes, he came back and, 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 and he won. Yes, he came back and he won, but. That shit is not gonna fly when he starts meeting the top fifteen people. You ain't gonna be able to. You ain't gonna be able to run around and try do back foot, black flips and WWE flips or whatever. Like when you get into the top fifteen, that's that's not gonna happen, man. Do you even imagine if he gets the Jorge Masvidal fight? Do you think Masvidal's gonna allow him to, like, say Masvidal for some reason ends up on his back? You think he's gonna allow this man to run up on the cage and try flip? Nah, come on. <laughs> I think we got some crossover stars potential. I think Adesanya. I think the Yoel could be a crossover. Uh, I think okay, Whitaker. Okay. Yes, you're correct. I take that back. Okay, Adesanya. Adesanya and uh, and O'Malley. Okay, those are the two. Carry on, Harris. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, 
I just think that you have to find a way to get them in, though. You can't be having, oh, we're going to have Dancing with the Stars with Whaley Zhang. Like, oh, my God. No, we ain't trying to see that. We don't care. We don't care about Whaley Dancing. Yeah. Like, it has, to be, it has to be right. But I think if you look hard enough and you actually find, like, and also you have to have a person who's willing to do that crossover. Like, a lot of people now mm -hmm. are starting to learn from what Ron did. They're like, nah, I'm not film filming that movie while I'm in my title reign. Nah, I'm not trying to do this one. X, Y, and Z. And I think that Sean actually is in trouble of losing his stardom. This man loses one fight, and everybody's saying he's trash and shit on Twitter. I see it every day. Yeah. And they say this man is going to lose every fight because he thinks that he's still undefeated in his head as if that's a problem. Why would you not want that mentality? Why would you not want that? But for some strange reason, when you're confident, people are hating on it. He better pray he doesn't lose again, though, because then it's over for him. I think they're going to bury him if he does that. <laughs> yeah, man. And the the interview that he did, or not the interview, I, I believe it's his podcast that he does with his coach, uh, Tim Welsh, that he didn't he didn't come across as... Uh, as, as Humble. Well. He, he came across like uh, he was a piece of salt with me, mm. to be honest. Mm. Like, he was... He didn't give Cheeto any props, and I mean, if, if I, I don't want to just bring bring him up because he's the biggest star in the sport, but go back to when uh, when Connor lost to Nate Diaz, how humble yes. he was in defeat afterwards. In particular, Mike, I don't know if you remember the if you got the uh, if if you saw the the interview that he did is immediately when he was on the way to the post fight press conference with BT Sport. That interview that he did where he he just gave Nate his props and 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 what have you, and he was so. He, he was so he, he was so contrite and honest didn't and see it, like, no. just raw, raw emotion yeah it was it was with uh, caroline pierce mm. it was it was a really good interview and i mean arguably he gained more like more fans from losing and uh, acting the way that he did than uh than had he won it or had he would have decimated yeah him. so i mean there's ways to handle your loss and i think i don't think sean sean did it the best unless unless he's being smart and he's going full heel mode and then he's decided deciding yeah i'm just like i'm gonna rile up these fans and what have you and then that is a good idea actually that is it's a great idea <laughs> yeah. it's a great idea to do nice but, suggestion i mean if, if if he's doing that fair play to him but if it's if it's just how he how he feels and I'm, I'm not 100 on board with it mm. but who am i to who am i to criticize or say anything about it do you really <laughs> think that there are ways to take a loss connor's the um, blueprint for me i think so yeah I I I think I, I'm aligning him for a, for a lot of things yes. and and I'm quite rightly so because because it's my job but I have to give credit where where credits due mm. and when he loses he 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 owns up to it and he well maybe not so much the Khabib fight because obviously the Khabib fight that's just on site beef you know what I mean just and I think in his head that well in in his head. It, it, the, the the war is not over as he said so so many times but when he lost to uh when he lost to Nate and even when he lost to Floyd Mayweather as well i he he, he was very he was very honest he was like again he was very contrite and just yeah he he showed how you should handle a loss mm. i i don't know i just feel i come from this <clears throat> environment like I don't, you guys i guess for you guys soccer you guys soccer mentality might be similar i'm not mm. too familiar but football in, like american yeah, well, I'm sorry, football, but I'm also <laughs> referencing football here, though. That's why I wanted to make it clear. I played American football in the States, and in Florida, like, the greatest three straight states for Florida, for football are Florida, 
California and Texas. It's competitive. It is yeah. religion. It is it is everything. It's in every embodiment of your body. And people like everyone wants to act like it's okay. We're gonna kneel down in the middle of the field and pray after the game because we. It's not about. It has always been about winning and losing. It's 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 everything. <laughs> yeah. And when you put that type of mentality in your training into studying film for hours, watching till you fall asleep, you're in your classes and one of your teachers is the coach. He's like, watch the film on your phone. Don't worry about the test. Blah blah blah. blah. I'll push it back. You got situations like that going on you have to buy into the, and when you finally play and let's say you don't come out victorious you're fucking pissed i'm gonna be mad too if a ref blows a call or something happens i'm like nah that ref messed up xyz i gave it my all and this is a factor because let's not get it twisted we're not competing in a vacuum there are mistakes people make mistakes there are imperfect things that happen and if we are really gonna get real with this Y'all really going to act like Cheeto landing his toe on his calf was enough to hurt him like that? Obviously, <laughs> obviously he pinched something. Let's not act like Cheeto yeah. Vera kicked his leg. He ain't Alistair kicking a little girl trying to hold pads. Like, come on. There was obviously some nerve damage in there. And that led to him getting his face bashing. All credit to Cheeto. He won the fight. But, it, like, we can't sit here and act yeah. like, oh, my God, 10 times out of 10, Cheeto dominates him. Like, no, I'd be pissed, too. He has the right to be upset. Just like anybody else who came into the octagon compromised or something happened and a freak accident happened and it went that way. I'm going to be pissed too. But what pissed me off the most was that he didn't give Cheeto any props. That was, that was, that was, he, 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 and no, what annoyed me was like, oh, in five years, I'm going to be champion. He's going to be a journeyman. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that was bad. How can you, that didn't look good. How can you say that about the man who has just beaten you and you were literally in the octagon gone and you were like, ah, ah, afterward. How can you say that? Yeah. Like, it's like don't get me wrong i i love sean o'malley but that was disrespectful though come on yeah that, yeah that that was disrespectful man i mean and yeah it's learn learn he'll learn he'll learn his lesson i i think and don't, don't get me wrong I, I still think he can be a champion of course of course i do i i mean just look at the improvements that he made during his uh two years off due to the usada bullshit yeah so I mean, speaking yeah, of I, speaking of uh, on you go. I was about to say, speaking of disrespect, there. I just wanted to before we go, um, talk a, very briefly about fight night uh, this um, coming Saturday, Waterson versus Hill. I think that's getting a hell of a lot of criticism and a lot of disrespect. I, I really do rate um, Hill as a fighter. So I, I'm, mm. I have to say, whilst the card lack star power um don't let that fool you because i've fallen into that trap many a time we're gonna see i think some um firefights but you know for me watson versus hill i, I still think that's a, a that is a pretty good main event or am i um am i smoking here no no it's it, it's a very good main event man and obviously you've got uh the lightweight the the lightweight fight that's the co-main event that's uh Otman Azaitir and then Kama Worthy mm. those boys have got heavy hands yeah. I'm, sorry I'm coughing here <coughs> hashtag it's not corona just just a little <laughs> bit of uh build up <laughs> but yeah uh so yeah you got that Otman Azaitir fight and Kama Worthy that'll be a decent fight mm. and who else is on that Roxanne Matafari yeah she uh, she she's in, she, uh is that her first fight since uh no it's her second fight since beating Macy Barber and I mean Roxanne, she's not re she's never in boring fights no. really. Like I, I I know a lot of people give her a stick or, or or write her off or whatever because she's a a bit quirky or what have you. But I've never watched a boring Roxanne Montefiore fight. And yeah, I, even even the uh, I'm pretty sure Matt Favola returns as, again. He's fighting Roosevelt Roberts as well. Matt Favola's a 
he's from New York for those of you who don't know him and he's he's very entertaining as well. Uh he just beat Luis Peña as well. He's on a three fight win streak now, Matt Ferola. So I mean he's another prospect coming up in the lightweight division. So again, just don't judge a card by by its cover, man. I mean, if you dig into it and you like look at the matchups, then you'll see that there's some good matchups and the main event itself as well, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good fight and I know G, who I hope uh, is feeling better. She wants Andrew Hill to murder Michelle Waterson because Michelle Same. Waterson is a is a, is a Trump fan. <laughs> I think this one of those. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think this is one of those situations where, like, remember with UFC 243, everyone was like, "That card is so empty." Blah blah blah. It's one of those situations where it yeah. doesn't have the sexiest name value, but there's gonna be exciting fights. Like, I knew that because I was going through looking through individual fighters who I didn't know personally. When I was like going through their fights. Like, there's some people who can fight. Like, people are forgetting Bobby Green's returning on. You guys gotta act like Bobby Green doesn't throw it on every time he fights. Like, bro, yeah. I think the Ju- Julia Villa is gonna have a great fight against Sarge. And like, so um, but as far as uh, what were we? talking about what did you mention before i mentioned the card i'm sorry oh who me oh watson being a trump fan yeah i i I don't like i don't like the sole reason that people disliking people for their politics don't get me wrong i'm not like donald trump's biggest fan but i got a few other reasons why i just don't want michelle larson to win it's just because i like angela i think she's dope i i admire her and i think that she's an awesome person so therefore michelle you have to lose you know it's not like oh you like Donald, man fuck you motherfucker like that's not really who i am but you know it just helps me like angela even more (laughs) no i i get that and like i've seen some people turn on michelle and like like Mike, I don't know if you've ever ever met Michelle Watson or ever. No, I never met her. I I, ha- I hand on heart can say she is one of the nicest people I've ever ever met. She's like just so nice and friendly, and I I think the last time I saw her was in uh it was it was it was, it was when I was in Brazil. I was getting breakfast at the hotel, and uh, I think she'd recognized me from a previous time. And she's like, "Oh, hi, how are you? Blah blah blah. Have you come all the way from England? Just just like she didn't have to speak to me or whatever. Like she wasn't even fighting on the card. I don't even think she was a guest fighter as well. But she was just just generally being nice as well. And I mean, yeah, she she she's she's a lovely person. But and but a lot of people would be like, "Oh, well, how can you like somebody that supports Trump just because somebody?" politics aren't the same as yours doesn't mean that you necessarily don't get on with them do you know what i mean yeah yeah so. exactly exactly well it looks as though it's going to be a pretty full weekend actually i just remembered that uh september 11th bellator 245 and september 12th bellator 246 um on both cards um looking pretty sick actually one headlined by davis versus uh machida two on September the 11th and on September 12th, Archuleta versus Mix. So, before we go, uh, I just really wanted to shout out those people who've been leaving comments on the um, Apple podcast um, feedback uh, loop. And I just wanted to thank you for everything that you've uh, you've left so far. If there are more people who actually want to chime in, let us know your five-star review of the show. And there you will be a bottle of Shots Fired Bespoke Bourbon up for grabs. And uh, as usual, if you wanted to continue any of the conversations that you've heard here, heated or otherwise, you can uh, get me on Twitter, which is MikeWoTV. And yourself, Kairos? Kairos MMA at Twitter. And finally, Chisanga. 
and you can find me on Twitter and the gram, not on TikTok because I don't believe in that <laughs> Chinese hoax. <laughs> Chinese, not Chinese hoax, this Chinese data mining device. Sorry, <laughs> people gonna gonna say that. Oh yeah, he called COVID the Chinese hoax, and they're gonna put these clips together. Or they whatever. will. But anyway, you can yeah, they will. You can find me at Chisanga underscore Milana. Okay, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a tip-top and a healthy G. Um, for next week's Shots Fired. Take care. Take care. Separate the weak from the opposite. Leap hard to creep the Brooklyn Street. It's on against stop all that bickering beat.